Welcome. I'm Dr. Liz, an entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, mom, and wife. This podcast is about hypnosis, but also about all kinds of ways to help you live your fullest life, to heal, transform, to play the long game and go after the joy. You can see more about me at drlizhypnosis.com. Hop over there to get a free hypnosis file to decrease fear and anxiety or one to increase emotional stability. They're there just for you. I hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I do. Peace. Hi, everyone. Dr. Liz here. I thought I would do an update episode just to let you know what's going on with me. I took uh, most of August off from the podcast. There was a free hypnosis for Better Sleep that aired right at the beginning of the month, but then I took the rest of the month off. And I'm actually going to remaster the Hypnosis for Insomnia original sleep file, which is different than um, the one that aired August 5th. It's one of the most top downloaded episodes of all time. It makes the top 10 like twice. It makes it on the first round. It makes it on the replay. (laughs) So people really love that one. I went back and listened to it though. And it's like, wow, there's so much like little sounds and noises that come in because I had a different mic. I didn't have a mic that's as um, good as the one I have now. I even had different editing programs. It was just really interesting to me to hear the the different sound file. So I don't know if I'll go back and and try to replace it, like clip out the intro or something. I don't know, but that's coming up for you. Okay. It's going to be Hypnosis for Insomnia remastered and it's been downloaded thousands and thousands and thousands of times, Um, which is great. I'm glad it's helping people. When I started podcasting, one of my goals was to just help people learn about hypnosis and some of the research behind it, some of the science behind it, what's effective, what's not, that type of thing. But what I began to realize is that it showed me what people wanted to hear about. So obviously they want to hear about sleep. (laughs) They struggle with sleep. If one of my top ones is hypnosis for insomnia, Another topic in the top 10 is weight loss. So it's mindful eating, the free hypnosis for mindful eating. It's the story about my own weight loss of 55 pounds. It's the interview with Dr. Glenn Livingston from Never Binge Again, as well as Kelly Woods about hypnosis for weight loss. I'm hoping to have Glenn back on the podcast, actually. I would love for him to do an update because he has changed his program not a whole, whole lot, but he's refined that program since I interviewed him in the early part of 2020. So I think he's going to come back on and tell us some of the new stuff and how many thousands of people he's helped to stop binging. The other topic in like the top 10 that came up was sex. You heard it here. Sex. The interview with Freya Norton that aired in December, no, sorry, that aired in October 2020 is in the top top five interviews downloaded of all time. I have not done a whole lot around sex because I'm not really an expert in that area. I have expertise more in like sex and love addiction, not necessarily your uh, run-of-the-mill sexual relationship of someone who's been together, I don't know, 10 years or something. Although I have 
so much training in in doing couples therapy. And I can tell you that probably a third of that training, if not half, is around sex. So maybe I know more than I give myself credit for. (laughs) But, But since the topic is hypnosis, I have not done a whole lot around hypnosis and sex. I did interview Jaya, who's pretty famous now. She's in all kinds of documentaries and things. And she's an awesome interview. But Freya's interview topped hers in terms of downloads. Why am I even talking about this? I was asking my VA to put a graphic together of like the top 10 episodes or the the top five episodes. Well, when I went and looked, all but three of the top 10 episodes are free hypnosis files that I've run on the podcast. So I was like, all right, let's change strategy here. Let's do the top five or 10 free hypnosis episodes on the podcast. Like what gets downloaded the most? I can tell you that right now. It's the free hypnosis to increase self-esteem and attract good people into your life. And I think that's lovely. Like I could not have a better number one episode of all time. Just... Yeah, we all want that. We all want to attract good people into our life. We all want to increase our self-esteem and feel better about ourselves. And the two go together. Like when you feel better about yourself, you attract better people into your life. You're no longer accepting breadcrumbs from someone or maybe a friend who doesn't show up half the time to meet you that they said they would or, you know, something like that. So you're attracting much better people into your life when you feel better about yourself. But anyway, I said, let's do that one. Let's do the top five or 10 interviews of all time. And let's do the top five or 10 most helpful episodes. Those are episodes that could be either an interview or me just talking. And about half of those were me just talking, which I thought, okay, awesome, (laughs) right? Like people like to hear me talk. That's a good thing as a podcaster. And I don't often air enough of those episodes, I think, as the podcast has gone on. So it used to be me just talking the majority of the time when I first started out because it was so hard to get people onto my podcast. And now this last season, it's mainly been interviews or free hypnosis files. In fact, when I look back, I've done one, two, three, four, five... I've only done five the whole year of just me talking. And three of those were on sleep when I was doing my um, series on sleep. So, hey, I plan to do more talking. (laughs) Okay, we're not quite at the new season yet. That usually happens in November for me. But it, it did just give me the heads up of like, whoa, why aren't I talking more? I know a lot more than I did in 2016 when I started the podcast. I mean, I definitely know more about sleep. I have more certifications around sleep. So of course, that was a good one for me to do is that sleep series this year. And those are episodes 242, 243, 244, and then 245 and 6 are the free ones for better sleep. But I also know more about anxiety, about relationships, about deeper healing, deep emotional healing, resolving trauma with hypnosis as one of the tools to do that. So certainly I think I need to talk more about that. And I will say 
too, I turn down interviews now constantly. So once you have a really successful podcast, then publicists will often find you and pitch you people and say, hey, interview this person or hey, interview that person. And the vast majority of the time I say no because they're not really appropriate for my podcast, but there are certainly good ones that I say yes to like Bud McGargy, who talks about spiritual stuff and reincarnation. He came out as one of the top 10 interviews. I think he's even in the top five of interviews. I loved interviewing him too. He was so much fun. And I refer people to his book, like go and read his books. He actually has multiple books, but we were talking about his latest one on the podcast. That's episode 205, in case you're interested. You can always just type in drlizhypnosis.com forward slash episode, and then the number and the episode will come up and it's an easy way to find it. You can also search it in your, your podcast app, whichever one you're using. But like for Bud's interview, it's drlizhypnosis.com forward slash episode 205, and you'd get to hear his episode. So I refer people to his books. I think about him all the time, as well as Dr. Andy Hahn. He's been interviewed twice on the podcast because he does a lot of spiritual work, resolving stuff that's coming from a past life type of work. So I do some of that, but he's far more skilled, I would say, than I am. So sometimes I'll just refer someone to him. I do more like this life type of hypnosis. Okay, I'm not opposed to going to a past life. I mean, I have worked with people where we plan to do a past life regression with hypnosis, but the vast majority of my work is resolving trauma related to this life. Sometimes that's childhood trauma. Sometimes that happens in the teens. Sometimes that's in the 20s or 30s, depending on how old the person is. We're resolving trauma. We're also developing new beliefs about yourself. What happens is that sometimes we are traumatized and then we develop a belief around that. Like a belief like I'm safer when I'm not thin. Because when I'm thin, people are attracted to me and I get attacked. So that's a a belief that could come from that. And then you could see how throughout the person's life that they have a very difficult time losing weight or they get very, very scared when they start to and just put it right back on. That's an example of a belief that can develop. A common one I hear is that someone's not really worthy of a good relationship, of a good person in their life. I don't know always where the belief is coming from. We have our hypotheses before we start the hypnosis. We do quite a bit of assessment and talking. It's more like talk therapy in that stage. But sometimes we jump back to an incident that neither one of us could have predicted or that neither one of us thought, oh, that's it. So it's always really interesting work. The dog is growling at me, you guys. Oh, there she goes. She's barking now. <laughs> she she cannot figure out where I am. <laughs> I am upstairs in the loft recording and she is downstairs by the door expecting me to walk through. But then she hears me and she she lets off a little, you know, from time to time. So that's what you're hearing in the background is the dog. So we being a little bit confused, even if I try to get her attention and tell her I'm up here. She won't see me. She is not a dog that 
likes to be picked up very much. I got her when she was about two years old from a shelter. So I don't know her early history, but she scrambles when you try to pick her up. So I try not to pick her up. <laughs> okay, like I'll pat the couch and she'll come and sit beside me and I'll, you know, I'll pet her that way. And we, we've worked on all kinds of systems where I don't have to pick her up very much. But, but that is the reason I don't carry her upstairs to the loft because she can't navigate the stairs. She's a little too little and they're pretty slippery because they're metal. And she doesn't want to be picked up. So that means she's downstairs when I record. And she's like, where is mom? Where is she? I hear her. I hear her. Anyway, um, I really have enjoyed my break through August. I took my oldest daughter back to college, Florida State University. She's a senior this year, which is quite exciting. It's like, wow, she's almost done. I almost got a kid through college. I was happy to get them through high school. Okay, <laughs> like really. Um, I'm like, that's an accomplishment. Just keeping a child alive these days. I don't know. I feel like it's an accomplishment. And then my youngest one, who's 16 now, started her junior year of high school. I'm pretty sure she's going to get through high school, but it is yet to be seen, people. I never, I try not to predict too far in the future these days. So both of those things happened. We're still volunteering at the cat shelter every week. And we have a new little cat, Charm, who's this little black cat. I've never had a black cat before, but... My 16-year-old Eva, her best friend, always has black cats, and she recently adopted two black kitties from the shelter, and they are just so adorable. I'm sure this has been a strategy by my daughter, but she'll come and show me on their video chats. She'll be like, look, look at Miriam's little kittens. They're so cute. It's like, oh my gosh, they are. So there's this little black kitten who's about four months old who didn't get adopted like all of her playmates did, who came in around the same time about the same age. And she is so sweet. And so I said to Eva, yeah, let's try it. Let's foster her for two weeks. Let's see how she does in the household. Cause I do have another cat who's an adult cat. The last kitty that we were really intending to adopt peed all over the house. He like, yeah. As soon as the house was open to her, she peed all over the house and I could not predict where she was going to pee. And I had like four litter boxes for her in different places and all kinds of stuff that did not work out. But she is still happily living at the shelter's owner's house. She lives mainly outdoors. And she'll send me pictures of her from time to time. She's super sweet. But I was not really willing to sacrifice my entire house for a cat. I know I may lose some listeners right here. Okay, you can just hit pause and then unsubscribe if you like. <laughs> like I, I understand and believe me, I tried all kinds of stuff with her for about two months trying to work with her and not trying not to give her back to the shelter, but nothing seemed to work. So she went back and it's been several months and now we're trying to adopt this new kitty. Black cats get adopted less than other um, configurations of cats. You know, there's all kinds of color configurations of cats. I think because people are still superstitious about them. But I, I've never had a black cat and you cannot see her in the closet unless she moves. It's like, woof, 
It's like a ghost coming out of nowhere. Like, oh, there's the kitty. She's super cute. But this is a new experience for me. My other one is like a calico. I had a gray one in college who was my first cat, Misha Cat. Loved her so much. And uh, she lived until about 18. And then I had a black and white cat, BJ, Bonanza Jellybean. She was named after a character in a Tom Robbins novel. I was a big fan right when I adopted her. And she lived to about 14, 15 and got a tumor and died. And then there is Hazel, who's still alive and is like a miracle cat. She doesn't get fleas. She never uses the litter box inside. She prefers to go outside. Once when we moved, I lost her for, it was like three weeks. And then she showed up like filthy. <laughs> like she was all of a sudden meowing at the front door. And we were all like, oh my gosh, because we were heartbroken that she had gotten out and all this stuff when we moved. And there she was, she showed up again. So Love that cat to death. So this is a new one, Charm. We'll see how she works out. So all of that has been going on for me, but I am back on my regular schedule about every other week, sometimes a little bit more frequently than that, depending on what I'm marrying, what I'm doing. But I'm looking forward to the new episodes coming up. I've also been trying to figure out what's going on with my headaches, um, if you've listened to the podcast pretty closely, you'll know that I have new daily persistent headache syndrome, which is like a daily headache that doesn't go away. And it started persistently. It, well, it started in like 2020. I'd had a month of headaches and they went away. And then a couple months later, another month, and then they went away. But then in 2021, September, 2021, they came back and just never went away. So I've been trying to figure out how to deal with that and what's causing it and all of that stuff. I switched neurologist. The first one kept telling me it was just stress. And I was like, I don't think so. Like I am a long time meditator. <laughs> you know, I handle stress pretty well. Like, yes, 2021 was an extremely stressful year, but why would it manifest in headaches? I am trained in CBT for migraines, and chronic tension-type headaches. I'm also trained in hypnosis for headaches. I have a whole protocol that I do. So I was like, this makes no sense. Well, it turns out CBT is not effective for new daily persistent headache, NDPH. And pretty much nothing is, okay? Like there's really not a whole lot that is. Finally, the last appointment, the neurologist was like, so why do you think you're getting these headaches? And it's like, oh my God, I've seen you for six months. I'm here for you to tell me that. Like maybe that little question works on other people. I don't know, but I'm a psychotherapist. I deal in the subconscious. If I knew, I would not be sitting in your office, okay? Like I was very frustrated. I didn't say all of that out loud, of course. Instead, I said, well, I'm here for you to tell me that. But that was the last straw for me with her. She hadn't tried any medications, nothing. So I switched neurologists and the new one was fantastic. Where I am in South Florida, it takes several months to even get in with one, which is why I was reluctant to change in the first place. But I decided I will just wait like this one's doing nothing. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait. So I waited and I saw the new one and she told me all kinds of information to stop reading the migraine literature because it's not the same at all. It's not relevant to the type of headache I have. And 
she started some medication to try to help me and it it definitely helped reduce frequency and intensity. And then she ordered an MRI on the cervical spine. So I had had MRI of the brain done. The first neurologist did not order it. It was due to a hospital trip that happened. But I had not had an MRI of like the neck done. That's a cervical spine. It turns out I have two bulging discs there that are pressing on the middle of the spinal column and that she believes is causing the headaches. She sent me to physical therapy to try to help this. And that's what I'm doing right now. But figuring that out and seeing if medication is working and all this stuff has happened just in the last couple of months. And it was in August that I found out about the bulging disc. I see people with chronic conditions and chronic pain already in my practice. And I know what it's like to have a chronic condition. I have another one as well. But this really highlighted to me how tiring it can be when you have a chronic condition or chronic pain. Like even though for me, the headache is pretty low intensity, for some people it's not, it's, they're very bad headaches for some people, but luckily not me, even though it is low intensity, I can work through it. I can do all kinds of stuff through it. It's still very tiring for me. And a day without one feels great. Okay, it feels fantastic. So occasionally I'll catch a day without one. And hopefully with the PT and the medication, I'm going to catch a lot of days without one, which will be wonderful. So that's the other thing that's been going on for me. So you guys, I'm trying to stop saying you guys. I call my daughter and her friends chickens because some of them are non-binary and some of them are trans and all kinds of stuff. So I just switched to chickens. Like, come on, chickens, let's go. <laughs> you know, it's pretty gender neutral, right? All right, chickens, everyone out there listening to me, I hope that you are healthy and that you are safe and that you are happy and that you live with ease. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. truly enjoying today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace. This podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional.